Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. This podcast is from our Supernatural series, where we're exploring the supernatural worldview of Jesus and the power and authority given to His followers. If you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world, you can do that by finding us at gatewaybaptist.com.au. Supernatural. There's more to this world, more than the nature and the beauty around us. God's greater power that speaks to us reminds us of the power that He has put within us to perform miracles just as Jesus did when He walked on the earth. When we draw close to Him, we learn to hear His voice, hear Him speak into our lives. God shows He teaches us how to walk in the supernatural power He has given us. But as humans, we feel flawed. How do we know the voice of God for sure? There are always questions and doubts in the back of our minds. Can we really be certain that the words we hear are from the Maker Himself? He says to us, I have given you power to heal the sick, make the blind to see, and free people from sin and death. Surely we can't do such wonders and miracles. Where does that strength come from? I don't want to be held back. I don't want to question the will of God in my life. I see the power of His creation around me. I know there's more out there. What am I called to do with the power of God that's within me? How can I learn to walk in the supernatural? We're looking at supernatural faith today and the story of Peter walking on water, which was an extraordinary act of supernatural faith. And it's been one of my favourites over the last few years, the last five years as I've stepped out in ministry, as I've allowed God's supernatural power uh, to work through me. This, This story has been a great encouragement and I really hope and pray that it is for you this morning as well. We're going to read the story from Matthew chapter 14. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. 
But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Now, as we begin this story, the disciples have literally just come from watching Jesus feed 5,000 people with just five loaves and two fish, 20 odd thousand if you want to include women and children. And then Jesus puts them on a boat and sends them off to the other side of the Sea of Galilee without him. And by the time they get a fair way out during the night, some wind has come up, there's waves buffeting the boat and it's starting to toss them around. Now they must have been feeling a little bit on edge at this point. Because even though most of them are fishermen, they don't actually know how to swim. So there they are all night, buffeted about by the waves, probably not really sleeping for fear that the storm is going to get bigger and possibly toss them over. When just before dawn, they see what they think is a ghost coming towards them. So what started out as a little bit of nervous energy has suddenly become full-blown fear because a ghost is coming towards them on the water. It's no longer just sleep-deprived nervousness. They're absolutely terrified. We need to understand this morning that supernatural faith will always be challenged by our natural fears. I love how Jesus spoke to the disciples in this moment when he saw how terrified they were. He doesn't dismiss them or condemn them for being so afraid, even though he knows that they have nothing to worry about. He actually acknowledges their fear. In verse 27, it says, Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Jesus acknowledged the disciples' fear and at the same time, he spoke courage and reassurance into them. I remember a time when I had to do something similar for our son, Joey. Soon after we moved to Brisbane, we went down to SeaWorld and they just put in a new ride called the Jet Rescue. Some of you may have been on it. It was very new at the time. Joey was only seven and we discovered that he was finally tall enough to go on the ride. We were pretty excited. Thankfully, the line wasn't too long because as we stood there and waited, I had to spend the entire wait reassuring Joey that he was gonna be okay because he was petrified. He was so scared about this ride because he had never done anything like this before. I'm there telling him, you're going to be fine. It's going to be heaps of fun. It's just going to be like sitting on a motorbike, a fast motorbike. You just scream your head off and you'll love it. Before we knew it, we'd come to the end of the line and we're sitting on the ride and we're all harnessed in. The girls and Jason are all in front of me and they're just wriggling around with nervous anticipation. Maybe not Jason, the girls were. 
But Joey next to me is totally petrified. And in that moment when I realised that he was starting to panic, I thought, oh, I've done the wrong thing. I've pushed him too far. He's far too nervous. Maybe we should get off this ride because otherwise I'm going to scar my son for life. Unfortunately, at that moment, the bell went and we are off on this ride, just holding on for dear life. And the girls in front were all screaming. Jason's got his eyes closed and he's just trying really hard not to vomit because that's what he's like on these rides. But next to me, absolutely nothing. Come on, Joey, scream. This is so much fun, right? For the next 32 seconds at 70 kilometres an hour at a G-force of 2.5, which I'm told is really big and it felt it, I'm there trying so hard to turn my head and make sure that my son is okay. Finally, we get to the end of the ride and I can look around at Joey and he's literally sitting there. His knuckles are white. His face is white. He's just sitting there quietly and I just think, I am the worst mother in the world. And I lean over to reassure him and tell him it's going to be okay and I'm so sorry. And he just whispers to me in this little voice, Mum, can we do that again? (laughs) And of course we did over and over again, much to Jason's and my delight. But I had to push Joey beyond his fears because I knew he'd love it if he didn't let fear stop him. Once he realised there was nothing to fear, he just wanted to do it over and over again. Jesus challenged the disciples to push beyond their natural fears too because he wanted them to have the courage to experience more and more of his supernatural power at work in them. In verse 27, he says, take courage, don't be afraid. And there's something familiar about this moment for the disciples, something familiar about those words that would have spoken straight to their hearts. If we look back in Matthew chapter 8, the disciples find themselves in fairly similar circumstances. Jesus and the disciples are in a boat when a big storm comes up and they're tossed around and they're afraid. But this time, Jesus is asleep. Up to this point, they've seen Jesus do enough miracles to know that there's a possibility he could save them. So they go and wake him up, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? that he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. See, the disciples recognised Jesus' supernatural power over nature. He rebukes the disciples for having too little faith in his power to calm the wind and the waves. They had allowed their fear to deafen their faith. 
And by the time we get to chapter 14, we see the disciples are in a fairly similar circumstance. Same sea, maybe the same boat, big storm, but this time Jesus isn't in the boat with them. He's not there to physically turn to. Until, until suddenly he is. Not in any kind of way that they would have expected. Jesus is walking to them on the water and they're terrified because they think that it's a ghost until he spoke. And I reckon it's in this moment that Peter seems to have an epiphany. Peter remembers the authority and the power that Jesus has demonstrated in the past. Not only has Jesus spoken with authority over the wind and the waves, but they've literally just come from watching him feed 20 odd thousand people. And as Peter remembers Jesus' power and his faithfulness, it's almost like he can see his faith grow stronger and stronger. And before he knows it, he's calling out to Jesus saying, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. If you command it, I'll come. So Jesus says, come. Supernatural faith requires a response to God's supernatural word. Jesus required Peter to take a step of faith in response to his supernatural word. I believe one of the greatest challenges we face is to simply get out of the boat. To walk on water, you've actually got to get out of the boat. Who would have thought? No one else can do that for you. It's a step of faith that Jesus requires us to take in response to his supernatural word. At Easter this year, I had the privilege of travelling with a team from Gateway to uh, the Middle East to visit one of our long-term missionaries over there, Janine. And we got to go to the very sea that this happened in, this story takes place in. Now, I find it quite funny as I come back and I read this story that we call it the Sea of Galilee because it's actually more like a massive freshwater lake. And we know that... uh, There's no buoyancy in fresh water. Now, if it was the Dead Sea, I'd be more likely to believe that Peter could walk on water because there's so much salt in the water, so much buoyancy, that you're actually safer to have your hands and your arms up out of the water so that you don't flip over and drown. If this story was about Peter and walking on water in the Dead Sea, I'd almost believe it. But in the Galilee... That's a terrifying risk. I've found Peter, myself in Peter's shoes a lot over the years, in circumstances that totally terrify me. But unlike Peter, I've allowed my fear to deafen my faith. Even though I'd seen God do incredible things in the past, I was too overwhelmed with fear to step out in faith again. Getting out of the boat is risky. Stepping outside our comfort zone, our place of safety, it's risky. Fear is crippling. 
one of Satan's greatest weapons against us. And it stops us from living in the freedom and the power that God invites us to. It stops us from experiencing the supernatural power of God at work in us. The choice to say yes to Jesus, to follow Him and get out of the boat will always involve a little bit of fear. It's one of the hardest things I've had to come to accept over the years. But every time I want to grow in my faith, it will involve doing something new. And each time I do that, I'm going to feel fear all over again. The fear will never go away as long as I'm growing because that little bit of fear helps me to depend on God for what I can't do myself. The choice is ours. We can allow fear to sit in the driver's seat of our lives or we can move it to the passenger seat. Are you allowing fear to sit in your driver's seat? We need to move it to the passenger seat. I don't know if you've had the incredible joy of teaching your children how to drive yet. I'm up to number four and final. Woo! You can cheer that on. <laughs> Woohoo! Happy dance, yes. <laughs> I used to be the cool, calm and collected one. Three girls, they would all beg me to take them for their lessons and not Jason. Until Joey. It's not that he's bad, but I tell you, there's something about a 16-year-old boy behind the wheel that terrifies me. Now he's begging Jason to take him for his lessons because fear has definitely taken its place in the passenger seat of our car. Fear will often be along for the ride, but it should never be in control. I allowed fear in my driver's seat and it paralysed me. I even denied God's calling at times because it couldn't possibly be God if I was scared, right? God wants us to know His supernatural word has power over our natural fears. But we have to, like Peter, be willing to respond. Peter responded to Jesus' call and he jumped over the side of the boat without question. He walked on water. Peter actually walked on water. He's not looking at how impossible the circumstances are. He's not weighing up his odds of success. His eyes are fixed on Jesus and he takes this giant leap out of the side of the boat. And in that moment, he's experiencing what it's like to walk in the supernatural power of God. It's incredible. I had an experience several years ago when my fear nearly robbed me of walking in the supernatural power of God at work in me. It began with talking to a couple from our church and finding out that for over three years they'd been trying to fall pregnant. I was devastated for them. Three years. And so as a good pastor's wife that I was, 
I went to one of our other pastors and said, I think you really need to pray for this couple that they will fall pregnant. You know what she had the hide to say to me? I think God wants you to do it. Are you kidding? Pray for somebody to fall pregnant? I can't do that. I've never done that before. My fear totally overwhelmed me and I made every excuse I could think of. My fear became louder than my faith. Even though I knew God could do it, I just didn't believe that he could do it through me. So I did everything that I could to completely avoid this couple. And that's really hard to do in a small church. But I was constantly battling the fear within myself because I couldn't shake the feeling and the thought that it was indeed me God was calling to pray for them. Everywhere I turned, I felt like God was speaking to me and calling me to step out of the boat, to follow his command and pray. It turned up in my devotions one morning. I was reading Psalm 127 and it talks about a man who is blessed because his quiver is full of sons. I was listening to a new worship song at the time and it was based around Psalm 113 that talks about the barren woman dancing for joy as the mother of children. I mean, come on. Not only could I not shake the thoughts about this family, but God was just coming at me from every direction, prompting me. This is what he was calling me to do. And after weeks worth of wrestling with my fear, I'm sitting in church one morning and right at the end of the service, I look up and this lady's standing up there and God quickened my spirit. And I felt like he was prompting me that this was the morning that he wanted me to pray for her. I can't explain it any other way that just that there was a knowing in my spirit. I'd like to say that this was the moment that like Peter, I stepped out full of faith and confidence, but I didn't. Instead, in fear, I bowed my head, put my hands over my eyes and prayed a very spiritual deep prayer and hoped that by the time I opened my eyes, she would have gone home. It wasn't an honourable moment. But as I was sitting there, I felt this tap on my shoulder. And lo and behold, when I opened my eyes, this woman is standing there. I mean, who interrupts somebody when they're having such a deep and meaningful prayer time? You know what she said to me? I feel like God's telling me that you should pray for me this morning. (laughs) I couldn't get away. (laughs) I was so nervous that I prayed the lamest, most embarrassing prayer ever. It seems to be what I do, lame and embarrassing prayers. And I even found myself praying for a son for them because that was the verse that God had kept bringing to my mind. I was absolutely dumbfounded when just over four weeks later, she came and told me that she was pregnant. And even more so eight months later when she gave birth to a son. Couldn't believe it. I honestly don't know why God answered my prayers that morning and not all the prayers that had gone before. But I do know this, God did something to my faith that morning. 
I realised that it had absolutely nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with my fancy words. It was all about him. And it put in me the courage to have another go, to do it again and again and again. And wouldn't you know it, numerous times God has answered those prayers for me. Time and time again, I am still blown away that a miracle working God would choose to use me to demonstrate his supernatural power. If I'd let my fear sit in the driver's seat all those years ago, I would have missed out on the things that God wanted to teach me in that moment and all the things that he's taught me since about his power at work in me as I've stepped out in faith in response to his supernatural word. Unlike me, Peter didn't make excuses. He responded to the voice of Jesus. And in that moment, he was experiencing the exhilarating feeling of God's supernatural power at work within him. He's walking on water. But there comes a moment. There comes a moment where Peter's focus shifts from Jesus to his circumstances. He felt the strong wind on his face and the waves around him. And suddenly he realises what an incredibly risky, difficult thing walking on water really is. In verse 30, when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Peter allowed his natural fear to deafen his faith in the supernatural word of Jesus and he began to sink. How often have we started out with great intentions of following Jesus only to be overwhelmed by our circumstances? How often have we felt like failures because we've started out so strong only to give up? How often have we hindered the supernatural power of God at work in our lives just because, like Peter, we've taken our eyes off Jesus and we've allowed our fears and our circumstances to deafen our faith. We could make it a really good excuse to never try. And it's certainly what I did for a long time. But for a moment, just for a moment, I want you to look back at the boat that Peter has just left. Because in that boat, there are 11 disciples still clinging to the mast in fear, too afraid to respond to the supernatural Word of God. They didn't know what it was like to walk on water with Jesus. Because of that, they missed out. Peter would have taken this experience into the rest of his ministry. It changed his life forever. His faith became bolder and bolder. They missed out. In that moment of fear, Peter discovered that supernatural faith supernaturally saves. All Peter had to do was cry out, Lord, save me. Verse 31 tells us that immediately Jesus reached out His hand and caught him. Jesus immediately came to Peter's rescue when he cried out to him. And you know, I can't help but imagine 
that as Jesus reaches out and grabs Peter's hand, Peter whispers to him, can we do that again? Can we do that again? And you know what? Peter did over and over again. If we continue to look at Peter's life, the way he stepped out in faith again and again, the miracles he was a part of, the church that grew under his teaching, the incredible sacrifices that he made. I reckon at the end of his life, Jesus' words to Peter would no longer be you of little faith, but you of large faith. Because in this moment, both he and the disciples had come to a deeper understanding of who Jesus was, his power, his faithfulness to them and his incredible grace for them. Their faith grew. They were in awe. Truly, you are the Son of God. We also need to acknowledge that we're sinking in our sin. We too need to call out for help. And when we do, Jesus reaches down into our circumstances and saves us. In fact, the most supernatural act that Jesus ever did was to come down to earth as a man. He stepped into our sinful circumstances and he carried our sin to the cross. And after three days, he was raised from the dead, defeating death and sin once and for all. His greatest supernatural act means that we too can be saved from sin and death. Romans 10 verse 9 tells us that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Salvation is only found through faith in Jesus Christ. The great news is that Jesus hasn't just come to rescue us, but He invites us into the most exciting life. Supernatural faith is the door to a supernatural life. This moment, I believe this morning, is crucial for many of us. God right now is wanting to confront your fears because He wants you to grow. He wants you to take your faith to a whole nother level. It will always be the calling to do something that's too big for us to do on our own. But the water, with all its turmoil, is exactly where Jesus is. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be like one of the 11 disciples, still clinging to the mast, never experiencing what it is to walk on water with Jesus. I don't want to miss out. And as you step out in faith, as you have a go, I know that you will experience more and more of the supernatural power of God at work in your life. You'll experience His faithfulness amidst the storms and you'll be the one whispering, can we do it again? As a church, we heard the call of God to plant more churches in more places so that more people could come to know about Jesus. It was a big risk. It was way outside our comfort zone. The circumstances were overwhelming and the challenge was huge. But yet as we've stepped out in faith, we've got seen God do miracle after miracle. And I believe that as we bring our gifts next week to our birthday party, I believe we're gonna see God do another miracle of provision because that's what He's like. 
on our own, it is impossible. But with Jesus, when our eyes are on Him, when we allow our faith to be louder than our fears, we will see Him do immeasurably more than we know how to ask or imagine for. Do you believe that this morning? What supernatural step of faith is God asking you? Is He calling you to do this morning? What's making your heart race a little bit faster as you sit here thinking about it? We'll never grow if we don't get out of the boat. The choice is yours this morning. Will you choose to do it afraid with me? Will you choose to put your faith in Jesus? Look to Him, keep your eyes fixed on Him in whatever impossible circumstances you find yourself in. Don't let your fear overwhelm you and deafen your faith. Choose, choose to get out of the boat. And as you do, over and over again, you'll open the door to the most extraordinary supernatural life. Over the series, we've had a prayer team that have met before each service and staff meetings during the week we do as well, listening to God and asking for Him to bring words of knowledge that we can pray into during our services, that we would see God do something incredible through His supernatural power. And as, we've read through, as we read through these in the service, we then get whoever wants to respond to one of those words to stand up where they are because we wanna gather around you and pray. This is part of the body. We're all in this together. Remember, there's no such thing as lame and embarrassing prayers. God seems to answer them anyway. So I'm challenging you this morning. So many of these uh, prayer prompts over the, the last few weeks of this series, I've been blown away by how many of them. This is just today's, all based around fear and anxiety. different circumstances, different ways. But I believe this morning, God wants to speak courage and strength into us. He wants us to overcome our fears so that we would know what it's like to walk in His supernatural power. And if that's you this morning, in just a little while, I'm gonna ask you to take the first brave step and stand and be prayed for. I believe God is really wanting to bring breakthrough this morning. Maybe you felt God speaking to you, challenging you to step out of the boat in some way, to do something that's beyond you. And you've been too afraid, like I was, to say yes. We wanna pray for you this morning as well. Maybe it's as simple as inviting somebody to the party next week and you're too afraid to do that. Maybe there's a work decision or a family decision, a sin God's been asking you to let go of and you've been too afraid. Will you step out in faith with me this morning? Will you do it afraid? Will you stand with just a little bit of faith and see what God does in this moment? Don't be like the 11 who allowed their fears to deafen their face and they missed out on experiencing the supernatural power of God at work. As I prepared this morning's message, during the week, I also felt God laying on my heart that He wants this morning for us to pray for women who have been struggling to fall pregnant.
So this morning, if that's you, I want you to be brave enough to stand up so that people can pray for you. There was also a word spoken this morning about a woman who needs prayer for her baby. She's already pregnant. uh, And uh, they thought that maybe she was sitting on this side of the church, but she's concerned about uh, the pregnancy. Two words exactly the same came in this week. God wants to heal someone of a constant ringing in your left ear, tinnitus possibly. Someone is suffering from significant head trauma and God wants to bring their healing, them healing. And uh, lastly, there's somebody here who has deafness in the right ear and God wants to bring healing to that as well. Can I encourage you, if any of those words are you, if God is calling you to take a big step of faith and you've been too scared to do it, if you've been overwhelmed by fear and anxiety and you've said today enough is enough, you want God to speak His courage and His hope into you. Or if one of these words here are you, can I encourage you right now to stand where you are, be brave. Take the first step out of the boat. Stand where you are if these words apply to you this morning. Any of these words. Fear, stepping out in faith. Any of these words of healing. God wants to bring hope to you this morning. Is your heart racing a little bit as you lean in? I reckon there's more people here this morning who are struggling with fear. And maybe this is the first nerve-wracking step that you've got to take. Don't let fear keep you glued to the seat. Step out in faith and watch God do something miraculous. Maybe the first brave step for you this morning is to jump up and pray for somebody. Maybe over the last few weeks, you've seen others gather around and pray and you kind of had these words, but you're too scared to do anything about it. Can I encourage you this morning in faith, as a family, let's jump up and gather around these people. And as you do, they're gonna share just really, really briefly what it is that they're standing for. And I want you to pray for them, ask God for words for them, for prayers for them. Come on, family, let's jump up and gather around those who are standing right now. Jesus wants to speak His hope and His healing and His courage this morning.
God, I thank You for Your goodness. Thank You for Your faithfulness. And I thank You, God, for Your supernatural power. Because this morning, God, as we pray, it's not about us, but it's all about You and giving glory to You. God, I thank You that You are a miracle working God who chooses, chooses to use us because You love us. God, I thank You for each prayer of faith that is prayed this morning. God, would You bring Your healing? Would You bring Your hope? Would You speak courage into the lives of every person that is here this morning? God, as they step into their week, God, would they step forward with incredible courage? Just remembering those 11 disciples who missed out, God, we don't wanna be like that. We wanna see You at work more and more as we lift our faith to You, God. We want to be the ones saying, can we do it again? We want to grow in our faith, God. God, I pray Your healing and Your anointing over every person that has stood this morning for Your glory, for Your Kingdom. In Jesus' Name, I pray. Amen. Sorry. Why don't we stand together? And sing this song that talks about incredible faith to step out onto the waves, to not be one of the 11 that missed out, but to be like Peter as Jesus calls us out in faith. We hope you have been blessed by this message from Gateway Baptist Church. We are a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.